It's intern John. Celebrate the coziest season with Safeway. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all of your seasonal favorites. Make the most of those fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Visit your neighborhood Safeway today or shop online for easy pickup or delivery. They're here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. Sincerely, Safeway. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Bibles up, let's make, amen. Bibles up, let's make our confession of faith together. I'm ready to hear, then do your word which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, move by your spirit tonight. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power. Father, we thank you that you're an amazing God. You're an incredible God. And you're a God that wants us to conquer every enemy. What's an enemy? Anything that opposes our forward progress. And Father, we thank you that even while we're conquering enemies, you're the same God that wants us to conquer our enemy. You're the same that God wants us to be victorious internally. So today, Father, we claim victory. Everybody shout victory. We claim victory internally and we claim victory externally. We say, have your way in us tonight in Jesus' name. Guys, I want you to release. Here's the number five seconds of worship. Before you do it, listen. Five is the number of grace. It's the number of favor. It's the number of super to your natural. I want you to open your mouth and release five seconds of worship before we get into this word. Go, five. Come on, even at your house. Four. What's worship, Bishop? Tell him he's amazing. He's awesome. Hallelujah. That's the highest praise. Lord, I love you. Lord, I glorify you. Lord, I magnify you. What does that mean? I make you bigger. Come on, somebody say he's bigger. I make you bigger than every issue, every circumstance, every generational curse. Everybody say, Lord, have your way in me tonight. Let's go to work. Here it is. So we're starting this new series tonight. Uh, called bad boys and bad boys is what we're going to be doing we're taking men from the bible because june is a month where we celebrate father's day and i want to speak life into men and women using men that conquered their enemies while battling their enemy that's even what the series graphic is all about. You'll notice in one man, you'll see two sides. Come on. In one man, you'll see two images. In one man, you will see two things. And so tonight, I want to deal with this. Somebody say the making of a man. The making. Come on, say it with me, y'all. Say the making of a man. Come on, y'all. 
Now, this is what's so powerful about tonight's word uh, as we get into this, because the reality is, is that life, hear me, for all of us is simultaneously dealing with our external enemies while simultaneously dealing with our enemy. In fact, if you do not know how to deal with your enemies and your inner me at the same time, here's what you'll do. You will exert a lot of energy, but you won't have much results. You will put out a lot of effort, but you won't have much evolution. And I need you to hear me. God wants you to have some results. Open up your mouth and say God wants me to have results come on I need y'all to type that on the screen and say this thing like you want to say God wants results for me and I need you to make this declaration say I want results for me I don't know about you, but in a month from today, I expect to be better than I was today. I don't know about you, but come December 31st, 2020, I'm not going to say, oh, what a bad year. I'm going to say, what a remarkable, record-breaking year that I was just in. Somebody say, I want results. Now, when you look at this, this is really significant because, uh, and I want every lady to hear me, don't think, oh, Bishop is just going to be talking to men. No, 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 no. These principles are going to apply to both men. And to women, we're just going to take men from the Bible. Now, everybody, let's go. When God made us, he made us in his image and his likeness. Say his image and his likeness. Where do you learn that from, Bishop? Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make man in our image. Who is God talking to when he says us? God is not uh, a schizophrenic being in which he has fractured personalities in which he's speaking to. It is also not a father speaking to a son speaking to the Holy Spirit. That, in fact, to believe that there are three separate individuals uh, would be paganism. That is to believe that you're worshiping three separate people. No. The scripture says, Deuteronomy 6.4, write it down. We're not going there. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. What does that mean? God is one God that has expressed himself throughout time in three different ways. Just like you are one individual and you've got at least three different functionalities. See, you're somebody's child, you're somebody's employee, watch me, and you're somebody's friend. Now watch me, it's the same you, but you've got three different manifestations of yourself. And you don't act as somebody's child the same way you do as somebody's friend. You don't act the same way as somebody's friend as you do somebody's employee. Now, this is important to understand because water, if you look at water, water, H2O, when you freeze it, what is it? Ice, but it's still water. Watch me. Water, when you heat it up to a certain point over the boiling point, it begins to uh, uh, turn into steam. That steam is still what? Water. Check it out. But all of the three different forms of that water still boil down back to water. Why is that important? Because when Genesis 126 says... And the Lord said, let us make man in our image. God is speaking to the multifaceted nature of himself. What do you mean? Every good thing about God, which is everything about God, speaks to itself and says, let us reproduce ourselves and make a mini-me. Come on here. Uh, so that's why you need to stop sleeping on yourself. You need to stop doubting yourself. You need to come up out of your insecurity. Because when God made you, let me tell you what he made. He made a mini-me. And I need you to hear me. When God made you in his image and in his likeness, everything that is good about him, he put in you. So he's called Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. That's why you figure out how to get provision even though it doesn't make... Have you ever figured out how you got through some of those rough times in your life where you had to figure out how am I going to get this done and all of a sudden you start getting creative and you get provision so that you've got vision for your life? The reason you were able to do that is because when he is Jehovah Jireh, guess what? He put Jireh on the inside of you. I need you to say, I'm in his image and his likeness. God is creative. Whenever God saw a problem, God would solve the problem in a creative way. The children of Israel need to cross the Red Sea. When they need to cross the Red Sea, it makes most sense to most people to say swim. But God says, I'm creative. Open up your mouth and say, I'm creative. 
This is why some of your problems are so challenging because God wants you to get creative. See, you keep trying to solve your problems like everybody else, which is why you keep getting results like everybody else. Now, realizing you are in the image and in the likeness of God, which means you don't solve your issues the way everybody else does. You need to say, God, if you're creative, I need you to make me creative. So he looks at the Red Sea, and instead of telling them to swim, you know what he does? He he starts blowing. And the Bible says that a, a wind comes and pushes the water back one way and pushes the water back another way. Here's the creativity of it. The winds had to meet at the same place so that the space on this, the bottom of the Red Sea, so that that one place would be bare. You missed it. See, the winds had to meet at the same place so that on this side you had water, on this side you had water, which means the winds had to meet at exactly the right spot. Our God is so amazing that even in what you think is accidental, God says, baby, this is providential. You are where you are, doing what you're doing, in the city you're in, in the church you're in, under the man of God, you're under why? Because God says, I am doing something creative. Open up your mouth, say, I'm in the right place at the right time. So he tells Moses, he says, listen, I'm going to do something. So he says, put your arms up. Now, this doesn't even make any sense. This is stupid. Why in the world would I put my arms up? Because God, watch me, when God gets creative, watch me, God gets innovative. And his innovation say, watch me, I'm going to do it in a way it's never been done before. You know what we celebrate? Apple products. And this is no shade to, uh, to, to, to Android. No jokes on Android right now. Watch me. Right now. No jokes on Android right now. Check this out. It's because Steve Jobs, when he made a phone, he didn't take anybody else's playbook. When Steve Jobs made a phone, he said, let me do something that we ain't seen done before. He said, every other phone's got buttons on it. Let me make mine where it's a touch screen. You miss me. See, when God gets creative, God gets innovative. What does innovation mean? Innovation means we've not seen this done like this before. Can I tell some of you what you need to finally settle with in yourself is that God is about to do things and has always done things through you. Nobody in your bloodline has seen before. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm the innovation in my bloodline. That's why for most of you, you're the first at something. Nobody else did it. Nobody else could figure it out. Nobody else could get it done. And God says, they weren't supposed to. You are the first. Somebody say, I'm supposed to be the first. So it says, Moses, lift up your arms. When you lift up your arms, the wind's going to come. The wind's going to meet at exactly the right place. So that, watch me, this, this is going to be a place in the middle of the Red Sea where the land is going to be dry. The wind is going to be so intense, watch me, that I'm going to dry the land. So when you walk on it, you do not have to walk in money land because I'm getting ready to deliver you from an enemy that has been plaguing you for 400 years. Mm -hmm. I wish y'all would catch a clue right there. God says, I'm getting ready to shut down an enemy. That has been plaguing you for 400 plus years. And what do I do to shut them down? I send wind. Ah! I need you to open up your mouth and say the wind is from God. Everything that seems windy, everything that seems messed up, everything that seems jacked up, everything that seems like you can't conquer it. Could it be that God says I'm sending the wind because I'm about to take the head off of your... He says... Moses, put your arms up. He says, Moses, when you put your arm up, he says, the wind's going to meet in exactly the right place so that the, the land um, on the bottom of the Red Sea, the seabed, it is going to become dry. So when y'all walk on it, you don't have to worry about getting muddy because you're going to need those shoes. I'm going to make those shoes last. In other words, you're not going to need new stuff. You're going to be the new stuff. See, some of y'all keep saying, if I had this, if I had that, and God says, no, baby, you got you. Come on here. And since you got you, you are the new. I need somebody to say, I am the new thing. I, 
Sometimes God will allow you to be new and still use old tools. And you can't be mad at the old tools because you're about to use them in a new way. I feel like preaching tonight. Some of y'all, you're like, God, when am I going to get this? When am I going to get this? When is this going to happen? And God says, I've been making you new so that you would do something new with old tools. It ain't that you need something new. You just need to learn how to use it in a different way. See, this is either an apple or this is an oops upside somebody's head. Just depends on how you're going to use it. He says, lift up your hands. Now, say innovation. He lifts up his hands, and then all of a sudden, the wind blows one direction, blows another direction. The bed, seabed of the Red Sea is dry. They begin to walk across, and as they're walking across, they're looking at their enemy. And God is so amazing. God says, I got them. Y'all still with me? All of this is just from the first verse. Let's go. God says, I got them. So he puts a pillar of fire in front of Pharaoh's army. He said, watch me. Y'all can't touch them while I'm getting them out of this. And I don't know who needs to hear this tonight. I need you not to be in fear because God has a pillar of fire up in front of whatever's trying to come near you. I need you to open your mouth and say, I will not walk in fear. Say, there's a pillar of fire up protecting me. Come on. He, he said, don't you dare touch them. Don't you say nothing to them and don't you mistreat them. For every enemy, I got bad news for them. God says, listen, I'm about to let you watch me give them deliverance. And while I'm delivering them, you can't touch them. Ah, you got an MC Hammer spirit. You can't touch this. He puts up a pillar of fire on one side. Say he's creative. Say he's innovative. He puts up a pillar of fire, lets them walk across. Then he drops the pillar of fire after they get across and then he lets Pharaoh's army run into the seabed. As they run into the seabed, if you read the Bible, you'll see that all of a sudden their, uh, their uh, chariots and things begin to have issues. Their chariots begin to jam up, so they get stuck. This was the original jam. Teddy's jam was not the original jam. The original jam was an Exodus jam. Oh, jam. They, did, they started jamming. They started jamming up in the middle of the Red Sea. And then God says, I'm going to stop the wind. Woo, wait a minute. When your storm stops, that means God's about to handle your enemy. I don't know why y'all ain't shouting on this Wednesday night. I feel like preaching in this place tonight. Y'all better hear me. So for some of you, watch me. Your storm is God getting you through it. But when the storm stops, God says, now I'm about to get who put you in it. I, I need you to open up your mouth and say, God is fighting for me. All right? Y'all ready? So, so, so then as they're going through on dry, on dry land, they begin to have jams. As they have jams, all of a sudden the wind stops. When the wind stops... And then the water begins to drown Pharaoh's army. Who's not down there? Pharaoh. Pharaoh is watching his army be drowned. Because there's some enemies God is never going to get rid of. Hear me. Because he wants them to watch you do it. Watch me do it. <laughs> I need some of y'all. I need about 50 of y'all to type that online and say, watch me do it. Watch me do it. God's about to, watch me, he won't get rid of them. And for some of you, that's your challenge. Your challenge is why hasn't God dealt with this? And God says, I haven't dealt with this because I want them to watch you. I need them to see you. He said, watch me. He said, watch me. They don't like your page, but they watch your page. Shut up. He, he, he says, they don't comment on your stuff, but they still clicking on your stuff. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And all you need to do, some of y'all need to do a pose tonight. Just smile and say, smile, person watching me. Hallelujah. Say he's creative. He's innovative. Well, look at me. Let's go back to Genesis 126. So God said to his creative ability, to his innovative ability, everything that is God, he looked at and said, let's duplicate it. You miss me. Everything that is God, he said, let's duplicate it. 
That's why the scripture says, as he is, so are we in the world. Look at me, please. Everything he is, is in you. I'm going to say it a third or fourth time because I'll, I'll know you got it because you'll be like, you'll say something. Ready? Everything that's in him is in you. Okay, now why do you need to understand that? Because the reason he's not worried about what you're going through is because he already knows what's in you. Some of y'all are mad that he ain't running to the rescue. I don't need to run to the rescue if I already put it in. Some of y'all wonder why he ain't swooped down and fixed everything. He said, because I sent you. And when I send you to do it, I'm not worried. In other words, watch me. Trouble is a vote of God's confidence in you. Let us make man. I'm only three minutes in. Let us make what? Man. Everything that is God is in you. In our image and our likeness. Image is this Hebrew word teshalom. Here's what it means. What's seen. That's deep. In other words, God says, what's seen from you, people need to look at it and say, that's God. That's why there's stuff that you go through that's inexplicable. And, and, and the only explanation is, that's God. That's God. See, watch me. For some of y'all, watch me. It's simple stuff. Somebody say, it's simple stuff. See, had this been you going through this thing you're dealing with right now a year ago? That would have been all she wrote. Watch me. But, but, but this year, watch me. When you look at that, you can say, that's God. Y'all better say something to me. Somebody said, that's God. That's God. That's God. And when you look at what I produce, you can look at it and say, that ain't nobody but God. In what's seen, and watch me, after our likeness, that's the substance. So what's seen is out here. The substance is what's in here. God says, I'm going to make it so that what people see from you is in my image. And what's in you is in my image. Y'all better hear me. And let them have dominion. In other words, God says, run that. <laughs> let me translate what that means. Um, because depending on where you're from, that can mean a whole lot of things. All right, so let me tell you what I mean when I say run that. Dominion means have power. There's a lot of things going on in the world, and you're like, God, why won't you do that? And God says, I told you to run that. I, I told you to handle that. I told you to make it happen. God, why won't you do nothing about my family? Well, why did I have you be born? Run that. God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you letting all this stuff happen in America? God says, I don't know what you're complaining to me for. Run, 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 run that. You got it? You're like, God, I don't know why I'm dealing with all these issues. God says, run that. Can I just get everybody to open up your mouth on three and make it real big so that your bloodline hears you? One, two, three. Run that. You ready? Look. And he made us to solve problems. So you're in his substance and what you produce, what's seen should look like God. And God told us, run that. Everything going on in the earth, on the count of three, one, two, three, run that. Everything going on in your family, run that. Especially if it's going on in your house, run that. And if you don't like what's going on in the house, get to your own house and run that. Somebody tell me, I just got all this trouble going on in the house. Get your own and run that. You don't like what's going on in the apartment? Get promoted so you can run that. I just need you to get a run that spirit tonight. 
I speak to every ounce of gladiator on the inside of you, every ounce of boss on the inside of you, every ounce of leader on the inside of you, and I command it to come forth. It's time for you to. So look, he made us then. He made it in his what? Image and. He made us in his what? Well, for what? What did he make us for? He made us to solve problems in the earth. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in your mother's womb, look at me, you had to be here. I need you to catch that. You are not an accident. You are providence. Look at me. You couldn't be aborted. You, 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 you ain't talking to me. You couldn't be aborted. That's why somehow, some way, you beat the numbers. <laughs> you beat the statistics. Because some of y'all, watch me, the intent was for you not to get here. But God says, I didn't form you for nothing. I didn't make you for nothing. Somebody open your mouth and say, I had to be here. Right here. Right now. To do what? What now? <laughs> Before I formed you in the womb, God says, I knew you. I knew you before I formed you, which means life did not begin at conception. Life predates conception, which means you, the real you, the spirit, you are a spirit that has a soul, your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions that lives in a physical body. Before you ever got here, God says, I knew you. So who I formed you in, watch me, was strategic. You're going to catch it in a minute. See, most of most people's lives, they spend complaining about where they were formed, who they were formed to, what they were formed in, and why were they formed in the first place. God says, listen, I knew you before you were formed. So where you're formed, I chose. Which means if you'll stop being bitter about it, you'll get blessed from it. Shut up. If you stop being mad about it, you're about to get a makeover from it. I need you to say, God made me. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So life predates conception. Your spirit, so God knows you. So we walked with God. That's what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes. Eternity is in our hearts. How is something eternal in something that is temporal? Eternal never ends. Temporal ends. How is something that never ends in the middle of something that ends? Because this body ain't you. This body is the suit you were given, watch me, including its color and gender. So that you would be able to solve the problems that you were sent to the earth to. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. So watch me. However you were born, whatever ethnicity you were born, however your hair is, however your mouth is, however your teeth is, however your feet may turn to the side, God says, I made you that way on purpose. Before I formed you in your womb, I knew you. Who formed you in the womb? He did. He said, I formed you that way because I knew you before I gave you a body. The body I gave you is to help you fulfill what I sent you to do. Y'all ain't talking to me. The body I gave you is to help you fulfill what I sent you to do. I'm going to say it a third time. The body I gave you is to help you fulfill what I sent you to do. If you stop being mad about what he gave you and work it, <laughs> let me borrow a line from a movie. You got to use what you got. Stop. Now, I don't mean that in a nasty way. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Somebody say, he knew me before I got here. That's why becoming a Christian 
is called reconciliation. How do you reconcile somebody if they've never been consiled? If there's never been a relationship, you ain't getting back together. <laughs> Y'all got it? So we're being reconciled to Christ when we become Christians. Watch me. All we're simply doing is getting back into the relationship we were in before we got a body. This is why during worship, you ever had those moments where you feel like you leave your body? That's because you're being reminded of where you, when you were with him before you got a body. Let's look at the verse. It says, it says, come on. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I what? Knew you. And before you were born, watch the line. I what? Consecrated you. Somebody say, he set me apart. Now here's your issue. Your whole life you've been trying to set in. What does that mean? See, everybody else wants to party, you want to study. And they told you you're a nerd. They told you you're a dweeb. Everybody else without sexing and you were saving it. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I don't know why you, why you ain't talking to me. And, and they said that you were a punk. And they said you were this. And they said you were that. I wish I could get some real people. See, there are things that you didn't do that the crowd wanted you to do that you thought you had to do to fit in with the crowd. Now realizing when, before God formed you, he never ever wanted you to fit into the crowd because you can't lead what you fit into. If you're just like everybody you lead, why follow you? <laughs> you got me? Let's go back to the verse. Scratch the verse. And before you were born, I what consecrated you. Somebody say he set me apart. Watch me. And before Jeremiah is ever out of the womb, what does God tell him? I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Look at me. He says, I gave you something to do before you were ever out of the womb. Somebody say that's deep. Why is that deep? Because he makes us. Somebody say he made me. And you want to know what life does? Then life tries to remake you. And some of y'all know some of them remakes just ain't quite like the original. <laughs> y'all better come on here. You, you ever looked at a sequel or remake of a movie and said, God, dog, they should have just stuck to the first. That's what God looks at when he sees at what some of life has done to try to remake us. Job 14 and 1. Man who was born of a woman is few of days and full of trouble. Trouble! Trouble. You ready? Let's go through this. So God makes us in his image and his likeness. What seen that I produce and the substance that I am is of God. He makes me to solve problems. He formed me specifically to solve the problems I would be sent to the earth to solve. See, some of you get mad that you're short, not realizing that you solve a problem. You're going to see it one day that nobody taller could solve. Some of y'all are tall, and you're just tall. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm tall too in the spirit. Listen, in the spirit, you know, tippy toes. Wait a minute. I'm just talking. You, listen, listen. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Say, God made me in His image and His likeness. Say, but life and its troubles have tried to remake me. If you had all this relationship with God before you got here, why is church such a difficult thing now that you're here? If you had all this worship with God before you got here, why is lifting your hands such a challenge when you're here? You're going to catch it in a minute. If you literally, God says, I knew you. God was like, we weren't social distancing. 
God was like, you was all up in my grill. You was all up right here. Here is a southern word that means here. Here. Got it? God says, before I formed you, I set you apart. I gave you something to do. I made you. And then, watch me, then you were born. Then life tried to remake you. Can I show you in the scripture how life has tried to remake you? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Stay with me. We're going somewhere. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. This is the Apostle Paul. He says, when I was a, everybody, everybody say with me. When I was a, what did I do? I spoke like one. I what? Thought like one. And I did what? Reason like one. I thought like one. When I what? Became a man. What did he do? I gave up childish ways. And this is interesting because Jesus says, come to me with childlike faith. Why does he say to us to come with him, to come to him with childlike faith? Because that's the closest version of ourselves that was like us when we were with him before we got here. I'm going to back that thing up because you missed it. Jesus says, come to me with childlike faith. Why? Aren't I supposed to be mature? He says, because when you come to me, when you come like a kid, like a child, that's the closest you are to how you were before you got here. Because when you got here, life started trying to remake you. So what did life do? Life took its marker. Turn it to me here. Life took its marker. Turn it this way. Come on. Thank you. Life took its marker. Y'all ready? Say life took a marker. And life started trying to remake you. So, so life, life said, life said you're ugly. That's what life said. That's what life said. And now, let's go to the next part of the verse because look at this. Verse 12, 1 Corinthians 13, look at what Paul says. Paul says, for now we see in a mirror dimly. When I was a kid, I saw myself how God saw me. But now life is starting to cloud. How I see me. You ain't only ugly. Now they say you're fat. Say you're dumb. Ooh, wait a minute. Because we got to mix it up. See, that was what happened to you as a kid. You hear? Then, then they said, then they said, you're going to be just like your daddy. And for some of you, because that's a stranger, you think you're going to be someone you've never met. So you're acting like somebody you've never seen because you've never seen anybody to act like. You hear? Y'all see here? So life, life has got you all, all mixed up and and then, watch me, and then you have a breakup. So now, you don't trust anybody. You don't trust nobody. You, you don't trust nobody. You don't, you, don't, you don't believe in nobody. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't do none of that. You don't do any of that. You don't, you, you don't do all that. And, and now, watch me, then on top of that, you got your family is crazy. You try to make progress, and they the main ones shutting your progress down. 
you're trying to get them to come to church and they cuss you out. <laughs> come on, y'all. Can we talk? Can we talk? You were feeling good about yourself until you, until you, until you got, watch me, you got kicked out of school. You didn't finish. Matter of fact, you have a pattern of starting things that you've never finished. You got a pattern of beginning and never ending. Because, see, now the mirror was clear. I'm in his image. You miss me. See, I can see him. I'm in his image. But now I see dimly. Put the verse up. I see dimly. Thank you. I see dimly. I'm not seeing me as clear now because I'm seeing me through how life tried to remake me. So I don't even know if I really have confidence because the truth is, come on, Issa Rae, now you're insecure. And now, if everybody ain't clapping for you and hitting 4,000 likes on your picture, you have a mild depression. Now, because everybody ain't saying how great you are, you're like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Because you see dimly now. You see dimly. For now we see in a mirror what? Dimly. But then face to face. I know in part, but then I shall know fully even as I have been fully what? Known. Do you see the verse? He says, listen, he knew me. I knew him. And that's when I knew me. And life tried to remake me. You still here? What's tried to remake you? What tried to remake you? Your daddy was Ike. What do you mean by that? He was an abuser, a womanizer, a cheater, liar. You only saw him when he was coming through to get a change of clothes. Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. And when he died... Your mama, though, she couldn't see herself. She saw herself dimly because of what happened to her. And so now because she sees herself dimly because of what happens to her, mama got to have a life, too. So, kids, raise yourself. Y'all handle it yourselves. You'll be all right. What tried to remake you? See, once life gets you dim, and once life begins to try to remake you, then life tries to break you. Tries to break you. You get back up, but it keeps trying to break you. And then... Smack dab in the middle of your life, you got nothing but shattered pieces and an assistant who's turning his head so he don't get hit by the hammer. Doing a great job. Listen, life has broken you because the enemy says if he ever sees himself clearly. He gonna be somebody bad. <laughs> if she ever sees her 
So what does he do? He starts inching away. Yep. I got you. Got you. I got that big hole in you now. All I got to do is just keep working it. So much of you is fractured. So much of you is in pieces already. So much of you is scattered already. I, I don't even need to give you another big blow because what happened to you at 13 is still effective. I don't even have to give you another, another big blow because what happened to you when you saw that happen is still effective. And so now here you are 40. Now here you are 30-something. Now here you are 50-something. And you got a big old hole right in the middle of you. You're saying, God, where are you at? God, why is my life the way it is? God, where are my results? And God says, life has tried to remake you. Life has tried to demolish you. Life told you you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You ain't going to beat nothing. You're going to screw it up because you always screw stuff up. You're so dumb. Why do you do that? What? Why don't you just quit? Matter of fact, just kill yourself. Why? Why even, why even try anymore? I was made in his image and in his likeness. And I could see him. You've been through hell now. So when you look at you, I can't even find you. Where am I? What, what, what am I supposed to do? You can't even figure out what you want to do. You, you don't even know where you want to be, what you want to do, who you are. You don't even know how do I want to look, how do I want to act. I can't find anywhere to see me anymore. Because all of me. Wait a minute. Not all of me. Because this may be broken. But I still got a part that the enemy didn't get to. Y'all going to catch it in a minute. And if I only see, see this part of my mirror is broken. I don't see me right there. But right here, ooh, you, better, you better hear me. I need you to open up your mouth and say the rest of this year will be the best of this year. Because this part's not broken. This part just needs to... You better do that wipe challenge. I need you to open up your mouth and say the rest of this year will be the best of this year. Say all I got to do is wipe off what the enemy threw on me. All you got to do is wipe off what he said you'd never be. Because I may not be able to see myself clearly there. But right here I see my. So watch. Look at Paul. He says when I was a child. I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, somebody say process. I put away, I gave up childish ways. Here's what I love about the mirror. You said it now. It's in pieces. It's hanging together by a thread, but it's still hanging. And y'all better hear me. Even with broken pieces, God still has the ability for you to finally see yourself clearly. Who are you? 
Hey, you got this. Hey, you were built for this. Hey, you're strong enough. Hey, you're called. Hey, you're anointed. Hey, you're going to be prosperous. Hey, this is going to be the best decade of your life. Can I just get you to open up your mouth and speak some life into yourself? So now, what do you do when you had somebody holding you up? And now, it's just you, your broken pieces. And a lot of what you're doing in life is just trying to get things to just work. You're trying so busy to just survive. That I, I just... I'm just trying to get through the doggone week and I got to deal with hell. I'm just trying to get something done and I got to deal with hell. That's your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. See, for some of you, this is the shattered image of what your life would be like by now. Because you had this image in your head. It's going to be this. And then life took that hammer. <clears throat> but I need you to make this declaration by faith. Say, with the part I can see, I'm going to live my best. You ready for this? You ready for this? Can I take you through this? Verse 12, for now we see in a mirror what? Dimly. But then, what? Face to face. So for right now, I want you to just see yourself. Y'all give me 10 more minutes and I'm done. I want you to see this as you. Now, I know some of you, you're like, Bishop, I'm good. I ain't got no issues. Yeah, that's your issue right there. Pride. <laughs> that's your issue right there. Arrogance. Thinking it's everybody else but you. Thinking everybody else need help but you. Thinking everybody else need to learn but you. Thinking everybody else out of order but you. But I, I got this little piece right here. You ready? I got this little piece right here. Because what's the title of tonight's message? The Making of a Man or Woman. Man here just means, you know, mankind. You ready? Say the making of a man. So can I show you something from how we ended the last series? Because for many, this is what you feel like your life is like. You got some parts you like to look at. Rest of this stuff you don't even want to deal with. You want to take a nap. <laughs> you want to go to sleep. You go home from work and go to sleep. Take a nap, then stay up all night. <laughs> Be up at two and three. Just thinking. Lately, I've been thinking. But I need you to make this. Say, he's making me better. Say it again. Say, he's making me better. So if you all remember, watch me. Before we go there, go back to 1 Corinthians 13 and 12. Stay with me. Is this good to anybody? 
For now we see in a what mirror what? Dimly. Why do we see dimly now? Because life started to remake us. And then as it started to remake us, it started to break us. God says, I'm trying to get you back to how you were when I first sent you. Because when I first sent you, we didn't have this issue. We didn't have this where prayer, you feel like you're doing me a favor. You wanted to talk to me, God says. You ready? For now we see in the mirror what? Dimly. But then, what? Face to face. What? Now we see in the mirror dimly. But then, face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been what? Fully known. Paul, what are you talking about? Are you talking about at the end? Mm -mm. Go to the previous verse. When do I start seeing things right? <laughs> when I was a child, I spoke like one. I thought like one. I reasoned like one. When I became, everybody on three, holler became. One, two, three. Became. Became. Process. Maturity. He said, the way I see clearly now, is that I had to become something. I had to mature into something. I had to grow out of something. You're going to catch it in a minute. You're going to catch it in a minute. Say became. Say maturity. Say growth. Say process. Let's go back to the parable of the sower. But I want to show it to you through the process of God making you again. He makes you, life remakes you, then breaks you so God can make you again. I'm going to back that thing up so that you know when to shout. That's when you shout. I just got to teach you. Let's go. God makes you in his what? Image and likeness. And what does he tell you to do? Run that. But then life starts remaking you. Then it breaks you. So God now has to remake you. But when he does it this time, you're going to be better than the first time. I need you to say this. Say the rest of my days will be the best of my days. I need every person feeling overwhelmed, feeling discouraged, feeling sad, feeling mad about certain areas of your life. I'm here to tell you the second half is going to be your remake. Come on here. The second half is going to be your remake. Open up your mouth and give God worship right there. Let's go. We go look say became say maturity say growth say process so here we go Luke 8 11 let's walk through it now the parable is this you remember the parable of the sword from Sunday right I still got my props from Sunday right here some seed fell along the path some fell along the rock some was choked by thorns some fell on good soil what if those were four stages of your breaking and remaking Y'all ain't going to talk to me. What if the parable of the sower was explaining to you what life is going to be like so you know how you're going to end up? I need you to open up your mouth and say, I know how I'm going to end up. So look, Luke 8 and 11. Now the parable is the seed is the word of God. And we learned on Sunday that the primary purpose of the church and your pastor is to teach you the word so that you can work the word. Jeremiah 3.15 and I will give you shepherds after my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And what do we learn? The word produces what? Spiritual fruit and natural fruit. What types of fruit? 
Spiritual fruit and natural fruit, which means as I get the word, I should become more spiritual and I should also have things to show in the natural. So here's the spiritual fruit. Let me move quickly, but I want to make sure I give you the scriptures. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, uh, uh, for patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those nine pieces of fruit are what should happen when the word's coming to you. Here's what we learned on Sunday is that fruit takes time to what? Grow. So in the middle of your breaking and in the middle of your remaking, there's some seed down there. <laughs> Y'all don't know when to shout in this church. This is when you shout. I know it looks a mess right now. But I've been going to that place online since we on social distancing right now called Harvest. And I've been getting some word. And that word is seed to me. And that seed God is sowing right on top of my broken and remade pieces. Y'all still here? Are y'all still here? <laughs> so watch me. We learned on Sunday that for an apple tree, it takes a minimum of two years for an apple to start to grow. This happened in minutes. This happened in days. This happened in weeks, some years. You mean to tell me once I start getting the word, it's going to take some time to see results? But I'm not going to squash my seed. <laughs> Open your mouth and say, I won't kill my seed. Say, his word is working. Look at me, guys. Fruit is not automatic. It's dependent on the type of ground it's sown. Stop! Could it be? God allowed the breaking. I can't put no seed on that. This is when you shout, huh? I can't put no seed on that. But I can put some seed in the midst of the broken pieces. Y'all better hear me. Could it be that God allowed some stuff to break you so that it could break you open so that he could get the seed of his... You wasn't going to listen until you hurt. You wasn't going to listen until you went through hell. You wasn't going to listen until you went through a bad relationship. But open up your mouth and say, I'm listening now. Let's go. Let's go. Fruit isn't automatic. It's dependent on the type of ground it's sown in and what you do when it's sown. So watch me. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Look. So here it is, verse 12. So the ones along the path are those who heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they won't believe. And what do we learn? The word doesn't change how you walk. You walk on the word. Could it be that God allowed you? Look at me. Could it be that God allowed for you to be in a place where there are certain moves you can't make? So that you can't walk on the word. See, if you can't move from right here, you cannot walk on the word. I need you to catch that. I'm going to back it up. Could it be that your delay is so that you don't destroy the seed? Do you see how this mirror is laying up against this thing? It can't go anywhere. It can't do anything. Could it be that what you can't do is on purpose? Because God says, I need you to give me enough time to let this seed do its thing. I need you to give me enough time to let this seed grow. 
I need you to give me enough time to let this seed show results. Because if not, here's what the devil's going to do. He's going to come. And what does the Bible say? Put the verse up. It says that the devil is going to come and he's going to try to take it away from your heart. Where's your heart? Inside. That's why he had to break you so he could get in you. So that they may not believe and not be saved. But could it be that's just the first stage of your remaking? Because I need you to say, say, there's word in me. Come on, I need y'all to say that. Come on, say it in Denver, say it in Atlanta, say it in Chicago. Open your mouth, say, say, there's word in me. There's word in me. Look, here it is. Uh, verse, verse number 13 says, and the ones on the rock. And the ones who heard the word receive it with joy. What do we learn on Sunday? They're fired up, but they have no follow through. It says these have no root. Somebody say, I'm rooted in the house of God. Where do you get that from? Bishop, let me get the scripture. So you got it. I'm going fast. Psalm 92, 13. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. So when you're planted, question, question, question. Do you just attend or are you planted? Planet means I'm in this. This this is what I do. This is who I am. This ain't just this ain't just something I attend. Can I can I appeal to everybody where you're on the fence? Is that watch me until you're rooted, you won't have fruit. Let me back that thing up. Until you're rooted, you won't have fruit. Because remember, what did we learn on Sunday that when this when this tree when this plant is not rooted, it cannot produce fruit. Because here's what happens: whenever you are not rooted, you're uncovered. And when you're uncovered, that means your roots are exposed so that when the sun hits them, they die. But when you're covered, watch me, and when you're rooted, watch me, you're protected. Mm. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm covered. Look, let's go back to Luke 8. I'm almost done. So stage one of your breaking and remaking is sown along the path. And let's be honest. The enemy, can we, can we be honest? That after this, sometimes this is when you don't want to hear the word. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to you. Like when this is happening, a message. Let me put city girls on. I ain't trying to hear me. Y'all don't think I knew. I got advisors. They be telling me what's going on in these streets. Listen! In these, <laughs> in these streets. <laughs> listen, listen. But then the second one is on the rock. Why is it first the path? Because as you're going along life doing, walking on your path, life will remake you and break you. Then God says the devil thought he had you. But what he didn't expect is you to get to harvest. What he didn't expect was you to get to the work. He was hoping. He was hoping to smite the shepherd so he gets scared of the sheep. Y'all ain't going to say that. But. So, so God says, the enemy thought this was your end, but what he didn't know is that I was going to throw some seed in there. He, he broke you, and he tried to remake you and break you, but I threw some seed up in there. And you were just going on your path, and somebody shared it on Facebook. You were just going on your path, and somebody gave you an invite. You were just going on your path. You were walking on your path, and God says, let me get some seed in your head. That's why we share it, church. That's why we invite people, because you're going to be somebody's remake. That's why we do it. It ain't trying to push Bishop Foreman. It's trying to save somebody's life. This is what we're here for. We ain't here to impress one another with our broken mirror pieces. Forget you. I'm here to get somebody some seed. You ready? I got to finish. I'm out of time. 
I'm out of time. So look, so look, so on your path, then God says, but I'm going to put some seed in there. Then here's stage two. Stage two, he says it's on a rock. Come on, verse. It says it's on a rock. And it says, and these who hear the word, and they get excited. Why is it a rock? Because after you've had this happen, you're hard to deal with. Huh? You're like a rock. <laughs> You're difficult to deal with. You got all of this baggage. Somebody say, stand up, your rock answers. Why I got to stand up? Somebody say, clap your hands. Why I got to clap my hands? Why I got to say shalom? I, I ain't no Hebrew. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm trying to get you to prophesy life into one another. That's You say what you want to say. That's what I say. And it's for me. Watch. Why is it on a rock? Because you're hard. Your heart is stony. Because you're trying to prevent this. And here's the sad part. You're trying to prevent everybody from seeing what it is. I'm fine. I'm amazing. Huh? Okay. You ready? <laughs> Look, somebody say, but I'm becoming. Ooh, come on, yeah. Somebody say, but I'm becoming. So, so look, so, so, so look, the verse, so the second one is on the rock. When they hear the word, they, get, they, they receive it with joy. But when you're difficult to deal with, you don't want to commit. When you're hard as, when you're like a rock to deal with, you're hard to deal with. You're difficult to deal with. Everybody say jump, you say I'm sitting. Somebody say move, you say I'm sitting. You say this. Everything with you is extra. Ain't nothing simple with you. You got to send 15 emails to get the doggone point across because it's extra. Y'all ain't saying nothing. But watch me. But watch me. It says, it says they have no root. You don't want to commit. You don't want to commit. Watch me. You don't want to commit when you've been cut. And then you're like, what am I going to commit with? I ain't even all here. What do I have to offer? And for somebody, you've been sitting back because you're like, I ain't got nothing to offer. I got, I'm trying to get my life together. Let me tell you why we serve. We don't serve because we got it all together. We serve, and as we serve, it helps us get it together. I'm not doing this because I'm perfect. We're doing it because we are called. Open up your mouth, everybody, and say, I'm called. If everybody where the enemy tries to tell you, you shouldn't be serving. You shouldn't be going to church because look at your life. Baby, this is exactly why I'm doing it. Because see, what you don't understand, devil, is every time I do it, ah, he drops some seed on it. And I might be difficult to deal with right now, but that's part of my process. I am becoming the making of a man. The verse says, they believe for a while, and after time of testing, what do they do? They fall away. Some do. Some do. Some testing means affliction. Affliction is when you have persistent problems. Calamity is the next definition of testing. That's when you have a big event. You ready? And here's what happens for some people. You have a big event that happens, and you already are in pieces. And then, uh, oh, it fell. It's when we don't see you no more. You on sabbatical. You taking some time for your family. Really? That's what this is? 
Oh, okay. Oh. So now, watch me. All you see is down because you have no hope. Do you see where the mirror is facing? The mirror is facing the ground now. It's facing the ground because the mirror, watch me, it had a time of testing. And now it can't even see itself nor the Lord, so it's lost hope. That's why you fall away. You fall away when you lose hope. You fall away when you think it's not going to get better. But can I get you to open your mouth and say, but it's getting better for me. Here's verse 14. I got to finish. Now, listen. Could it be these are your stages of him remaking you? Now, this is crazy, right? Because after I started getting seed, it looks worse. Can I preach your life or what? Come on, y'all. You drop your seed and you're like, oh, my God, it's worse. So now, watch the next stage of your becoming. And for what fell among the thorns. So now, you got thorns all over here. What's the thorns? All these broken pieces of mirror. God, dealing with you hurts me. Everybody come around you gets hurt. Or has to hope you ain't on your, one of your little moods. Because dealing with you is so many pieces that can cut you. And here's the thing. You don't even try to hurt them. You just hurt them because there's thorns all around you. Look at the verse. The verse says, and for those who fell among the thorns, they hear, but they go on their way because they're choked. Look, the mirror is facing the ground. It's choked. What is choke? I have no oxygen to my brain. What does that mean? I don't think properly, so I make bad decisions. But somebody say, but I'm becoming. So what are you trying to tell me, Bishop? You done made some bad ones. I didn't make some bad ones. Come on, everybody hand up. Everybody do a hand wave emoji. Everybody getting saved tonight. Huh? Y'all have. But I need you to open up your mouth. Say, but I'm still here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ah, still there. If I still got a pulse, he still has a plan. Can I get you to open up your mouth and say, since I still have a pulse, he still has a plan. I got to finish. Can I, get, can I finish this? Verse 14 is, for those who fell among the thorns, they hear it, but they go on their way. They're choked by the cares, the worries. That's what that means. And riches, pursuit of money. See, when the mirror is looking down, all it sees is darkness, so all it wants is relief. Got me? And the pleasures of life. But what I want versus what he wants. It's choked because all of this is broken and all of this is a mess. And you notice the person who helped me to start ain't there no more. Your life is in pieces, and they at the beach in the middle of quarantine. What is, what is Bishop talking about? It's just, come on, preaching, y'all. Let's go. And their fruit doesn't mature. You know why it can't mature? 
because every time it matures, one of these little pieces cuts it. Every time you make progress, ah, it, this is too good to be true. Ah, something bad might happen. Ah, it's not good. But wait, what's still here? Seed. What's still here? Seed. What is seed in the parable of the sower? The word. And I need you to open up your mouth and holler like you at the middle of a, of a, of a, of a, of a corner. No, not even corner. Of a tent revival. I need you to open up your mouth and make this loud declaration. Say, and the word's working for me. Y'all ain't said it like I said. Say, and the word's working for me. Verse 15, as for that in the good soil, what happened? What happened? In your maturing process, you stop being all difficult. And instead of resisting his breaking, you say, Lord, have your way. Lord, your will be done. Lord, whatever you got to do. Lord, I exist for you. Not what I want, but what you want. Do whatever you got to do and do it in me. And can you do it quickly so we can get this thing over with? Look at the verse. It says, and those in the good soil, they heard and they hold it fast with an honest and a good heart. What's the honesty? You can be honest about your process. Be honest. Open your mouth and say, I will be honest. At one point, you would have went along the path. At one point, you would have rocked. At one point, you were choked out with thorns, all these broken mirror pieces. Someone say, I can be honest about my, my journey. Say, there's no shame in my past. Uh-uh. Make this declaration. Say, I did it. Sure did. And his blood covers me. Say, I'm redeemed. I'm forgiven. I'm washed. I'm cleansed. Now look what you got now. You're honest. And now look what you got when you're honest. Now your heart's right. You ain't trying to beat up other people because your heart's right now. You ain't trying to judge other people because your heart's right now. You ain't trying to look down on other people and judge other people because your heart's right now. And what does the Bible say? And you bear fruit with what? Patience. Through all of these stages, you kept putting seed. And you were like, is coming to church even working? Is giving even working? Is serving even working? And God says, you don't even see the seed. And God says, listen, this seed has been growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. And I came to open up this series for somebody. You ready? Here it is. Say, he's been making me. So he makes you. Life remakes you and breaks you. So then he can present you. Whoa. 
Wait a minute. I see in the mirror now. I wish you caught this. I see me clearly now. Man, I made some mistakes, but I don't see that no more. I was called some names. I don't see that no more. I was difficult to deal with. <laughs> I don't see that no more. I thought that was the end. I don't see that no more. I don't see it anymore. I see, lift it up, I see me. Warrior. Gladiator. Conqueror. Man of God. Strong. Mighty. In his image and in his likeness. How did I get there? Oh, by the way, this original mirror wasn't as nice as this new thing. <laughs> You're going to catch it in a minute. Because some of you are mourning what it was. And you're going to miss what it is. I need everybody to open up your mouth and say the second half of this year, he's remaking me better than I was. This came from this. What's the word? Seed. What's it do? Produce fruit. What's the most important piece of fruit it's producing? You. Say it's me. And when you start looking at yourself, you start saying, wait a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> Start sucking your teeth. That's a southern thing. It's a southern thing when you suck your teeth. Y'all don't know nothing about that in Denver. It's a southern thing when you suck your teeth. <laughs> Ain't it a southern thing? It's a southern thing. Denver folk don't know nothing about sucking their teeth. They're going to say, what are you, thirsty? You need a pick, uh, toothpick? I'm just messing. Make this declaration. Say, God, through this series, cause me to see myself the way you see me. You made me, life remade me, and tried to break me. But the word. Come on, say, but the word. Can I get you to release a praise wherever you are at? Come on, release a praise wherever you are at. Come on, y'all. The joy of what? you are becoming is going to overshadow is going to overshadow the mess that you were. I need you to get ready. You're about to see yourself how God sees you.
So where are we going in the month of June? Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do when God wants to remake you? Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.